Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic McCurio and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Yeah. As usual. And our guest this week is Alex Weston. That's me. That is him. He's sitting right next to me. And we are actually, oh, Alex Weston of Fox Sales Brigade. We're actually on tour right now. Where the fuck are we? Pendleton, Oregon at the wonderful Red Lion Red. Inn. We're out in the Wild West. Red Lion. It's not as west as we usually are. Yeah, it's no. Ma- we're maybe in the even eastern. more wild. This is the wa- this is the eastern part of Oregon where we are right now. Yeah, is it but northeastern? It's the rodeo capital, and that's yeah, west. The rodeo capital. My first rodeo met her cold heart back. <laughs> I will admit that I didn't even look on a map as to where we even are in Oregon right now. I don't fucking know either. I'm totally just, I'm just raw dog. You just spitballing here? We're up in the corner of it. The, we're in a corner? We're up in the, we're in the upper right. You never do know, too. Uh, by the way, Anton is just asleep on the bed here next to me, and he could just chime in at any minute like a lion. I'm thinking no. I'm thinking he just adjusted himself to be further from the mics right now. He's like, fuck this shit. Why are they recording when yeah. I'm trying to go to bed we're right doing now? A, we're doing a raw dog uh, podcast tonight at our hotel room. Right. We're, we're, kinda, we're stranded we're up in the little... here. <laughs> it's but, cool though we just kicked back we got fully stocked we got the red vines on we mm-hmm. got the gold rolls rolled gold that is we got some reese's pieces we uh, got some lacrocs lacroix we got some andre up in her mm. and we just kicked back and watched the movie and we are uh, it was a fun time and pudding don't forget the pudding you may have not eaten the oh, pudding I but i pudding. ate the pudding and it was quite tight it was okay Pudding was, uh, you, is not You know my what? Thing. Actually, that is actually the true fact. Because <laughs> I, I was actually kind of, I'll admit, I was kind of disappointed. But the first thing we're going to review tonight is the pudding. Yeah. I was a little disappointed in the pudding, personally. I probably should have just gone with the Jello brand. But the Hershey's brand was looking like something that was new and fresh and exciting in my life. And Hershey's, yeah. Well, you know what they say. Tapioca. Before you dip your dick in the pudding. <laughs> oh. What? Who says that? You. For the first time ever. Bill you Cosby. You just said that. <laughs> Bill Cosby says that. Yeah. Is that a catchphrase of his? Or? Uh, absolute. I guess I didn't watch enough of that show, to be honest with oh, you. I, yeah. I haven't you seen You don't have to watch the show. It, it was yeah. everywhere. <laughs> he says, before you dip, you dick in the pudding. <laughs> 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 Actually, now that I know that it's Bill Cosby, that's actually a pretty good impression. Oh, you dip, you dip. (laughs) J-E-L-L-O. So a quick update. I know we just said that we're in Pendleton, but uh, we got a couple more dates on the tour. You won't hear this before. The tour is going to be done by the time you hear this, is what I'm saying. Uh, But we got a couple more dates on this tour, um, and then we play... August 2nd at the chapel, which is the day this podcast comes out. So if you just happen to be listening and you happen to... What, do you have a comment? I do. I want to chime in here. Speaking of tours, you know Bill Cosby, apparently, (laughs) speaking of Bill Cosby as well, Uh, is going to be doing a tour where he essentially tells people uh, what it's... Why it's wrong to be wrongfully accused of rape and how to avoid that. (laughs) I did hear about that. that His tour was going to consist of him going... Now I know you want to fuck the pussy, <laughs> but before you fuck the pussy, you got to give the pussy a reason not to tell you that they don't want you to fuck the pussy. <laughs> so in this year's seminar, we're going to teach you how to fuck the pussy, <laughs> so we're even promote- if the pussy says no. 
That's right. What we're here to do tonight is actually, we're, uh, I was going to promote the tour, but fuck it. Let's just promote Bill Cosby's tour he's going on later this year. So make sure to catch Bill Cosby in your local city. He's going to sound a lot like this. on how to fuck the pussy. <laughs> on the how to fuck the pussy this- tour in 2017. <laughs> catch him this fall. And it's the- and it's tw- every, and it's eight every years speech you. begins with before you dip your dick in the puzzle. Nah, you got to give them the quaaludes. The quaaludes. No. Shit. Oh no. Sorry to the millions of people who is that could offensive? Be tuning in. Um, no, just, I think he's a touch tender. I don't think he's Bill Cosby. Innocent, How many was it? It was like fifty or sixty or something. It was up there in the mid fifties, sixty. You know, let's dozen. just put it this way: it was Good not Lord. his first rodeo. <laughs> it was not his first rodeo. <laughs> I cannot make claim to. <laughs> oh, uh, we're in the rodeo capital. There is a rodeo um, in town that I honestly would truly wish to go to. Apparently, but the biggest down. rodeo in the world. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> definitely top three. Okay. Well, as we were driving by this rodeo, mm-hmm. I myself had to claim out loud to the car that I, this was my first rodeo. I recall our fact. Anyway. What's, yeah, anyway, else? we did play right next to the rodeo. Were you seeing We it played right next to the rodeo, but I just, mm. I'm not, I've never been to a rodeo. No. So it if would I be went to a rodeo, rodeo I would yeah. have to say, this is my first rodeo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, and we what would start that mean? saying, what would that mean? It would mean that we would get to see some cowboys doing some cowboy action. I don't know. You got to go to your first rodeo to find out. Exactly. That, <laughs> see, that's what we were talking about in the car is what, what does it mean to say it? This ain't my first rodeo. Like... <laughs> Does that mean you're like an experienced sex addict, or what does it mean exactly? It could. <laughs> well, it could. Yeah. Like, does yeah. it just mean that you've seen the you've good, seen the, the bad, and the ugly, exactly. and like the wild side of life, or hey, like, this ain't my first rodeo? Yeah, mm. exactly. See, Alex. No, but that's what that I mean. It was convincing. It how did like that it, term actually had been to one or something? Come to mean what it means? Like, is a rodeo like the craziest, wildest, craziest thing you could do? Like on this side of the. Uh, Pacific? Of the Pacific Northwest? Northwest, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So it rodeo- would be the craziest thing I had ever done if I went to a rodeo. That's that's pretty unlike me, I would say. <clears throat> to have gone to a rodeo would be the craziest like thing that's... you've ever done in your life? Well, no, but what I'm saying, it's, it's pretty unlike me. You know, it would be like a wild adventure for me. I feel like that's pretty low on the things that I would suspect me would do. Right, but like those who use the expression, this ain't my first rodeo, do you mm-hmm. feel like it's the craziest thing for them to do? Mm. <laughs> and often who does they're probably that? referring to cowboys and shit. Cowboys and shit. Anyways, we've talked quite a bit about right. ra- uh, rodeos and <laughs> it's your turn. Rodeos and radio. Your turn on the bucking bronco. Yeah, I know this ain't my first rodeo. Okay, there you have it. So each week we discuss one main topic, and that week is this. This week it's the uh, 2016 film <laughs> Swiss Army Man. It's probably the longest we've gone without even like mentioning all this shit. Um, we so we discuss one main topic every week in depth. Uh, but before we do, we normally just kind of chat, like you've already kind of heard. You basically already know what's going on because you've stuck mm. this long into this uh, this shit. Um, but yeah, so you know, like we said, we're on tour. Um, I felt like we could maybe just uh, 
we could just kind of uh, maybe do a quick little breakdown of, of just some fun things that have been happening on this tour for people. I mean, I would ask you how you're doing, Laura, but it's just I feel like I know all the intricacies of your life right now, like to such a degree, you know? Like the basically audience been doesn't know that. Nonstop hangout. Oh, so I should lie. I should just be like, Laura, how have you been this last week? I, mean, I feel like I haven't seen you much, even though we've basically been living together in a car in various rooms across the country. What stopped you from doing that before? Well, Laura, how, <laughs> how have you like been? I feel like... I just don't know what's up with I've you. I've been okay. Oh, you've been um, okay. You know, here and there, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've been on tour. We've been uh, playing some shows. Mm-hmm. They've been fun, i got to say. I think we're getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited for our, so- our show coming up in San Francisco at the mm-hmm. chapel with Everyone is Dirty and Spooky Mansion. But apart from that, you know, uh, just hanging out here at the Red Lion. Any highlights from this this uh, tour for you so far? Highlights? Um, let's see. What have we done? Oh, yeah. We went to Seattle. We went to Portland. Uh, I really liked seeing Holly LeBabe play in Portland, actually, mm. who we played with. Mm-hmm. Spencer, this guy Spencer's band. <coughs> um, what about highlights for you? What uh, highlights? What do you, what well, you know, me and store? Alex, we went to a really fun thrift store today. Um, oh, yeah. What was it called? A, a we sell stuff. <laughs> That's right. We sell <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, right. Talk about that. Right. What, was it? what did they? It was a thrift store. You should. You should uh, I think you should recap this, Alex. Um, yeah, it was. Um, pro- it was maybe not one of the best <laughs> stores in Pendleton, Oregon. <laughs> Why or that? was it maybe? I mean, we've only it was seen like three. It so. was open. Yeah. Was it friendly? Um, friendly-ish. <laughs> okay. Explain. We walked in. No, and it was. Well, first I mean, off, their sign was on up. like a. Their sign was on like a, a fucking felt board or something. Basically, might as well have been. This well, is like words kind of randomly splattered. Well, first I went to a cowboy western uh, store, consignment store. And it was a little on the pricey side, but they did have good wares. Uh-huh. Uh, tasseled leather <laughs> and tasseled satin. Lots oh, of tassels. Uh, tasseled hats. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Definitely going to tell Anton to go there. Uh-huh. Not. Okay. I think anyway. he went. Didn't he go with you? He, he went with me. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but he again. just couldn't quite find his way to the right item. Oh, good. Um, I was this close on a bunch of stuff, but uh-huh. I didn't get anything. It was... Uh, you know, a little pricey. Mm-hmm. Really not I don't doubt that, that pricey. Really? For leather tassels, I imagine it's pretty penny. And I think this is like the place right. to be getting. I want to hear more about this thrift store. Let's hear about well, the thrift so store. Well, so after kind of striking out a little bit at the Cowboy Western shop. Scoots and Boots or whatever it's called. After I looked <laughs> up uh, used vintage consignment stuff on the old Yelp. Uh-huh. And there was a place around the corner called We Sell Stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So we took we a stroll around the stuff. block, me and Dominic did. Because we wanted to buy stuff. Shopping spree. They were selling stuff, we wanted to buy stuff. Okay, what were they selling? Let's that was hear the hope. It. We walked in, and it was, you know, there were a lot of empty shelves and just stuff on the floor, <laughs> like kids' toys on the floor. Really? Um, 
kind but of then also it. just guns and knives and bullets, bullets stray bullets laying around, oh chains, God. rusty chains, some hamburger buns on what a shelf, some fuck? dolls that look like they may have been dipped in some sort of strange liquid. Wait, hold up. The hamburger buns, were they for sale? <laughs> Probably. You sell, they I sell mean, stuff. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't interested in them, so I didn't. Were they in a bag? Check. Yeah. So it was like a bag of hamburger buns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they had chains. I mean, they looked oh. legit. Okay. How would, many bags of hamburger buns would you say there were? One. One, one bag. One, of, one bag. Uh, <laughs> but it was a big bag. There were probably 16 buns in it. <laughs> All right. Hold up. So, so this, this dude. They sell stuff. They sell a bag of hamburger we buns. We didn't even see it's the guy. We sell stuff, Laura. I get it. We sell we didn't, stuff. At that point. I hadn't even noticed the man who was in the room <laughs> no, with us. No, I wanted to get to that. What did the man who worked there look like? What was he wearing? What, what did he look like? Well, we had just kind of circled this room, and it wasn't very impressive. And we, me and Dominic both started making our way toward the door to leave. It wasn't impressive. Guns, bullets, and, and I would knives say everywhere. Less and than, not only was it not impressive, it was more like wandering through a serial killer's den. And then but before we lair. could leave, a voice bellowed out from behind a desk uh, in the back corner. And the man, he kind of just blended in with all the garbage laying around there. Um, a big old beard. <laughs> yeah. He had a big, a big beard. Big old beard. A hat, a beard. Was it like a he was, top kind he of was sitting Definitely. in like a, one of those kind of... Uh, Camping fold out chairs. Oh shit, that's um, classic. His eyes just above the the the, newspaper? the the like cash register, you know. Oh, that's crazy. What kind of cash register? It's like a falling apart one, probably <laughs> missing, missing a few numbers. No, or like, like an old one, like one of those classic ones. I mean, you know, just a crap, just <laughs> not kind of a piece of crap. Was Hopefully, like he never 80s? listens to this podcast. No, but was it like? I'm sure he won't. Like he's ever heard of a podcast. Maybe someone else no, is gonna listen to it and then hand it to him. You How know? old would you say he was? Like sixty years. Okay, a sixty-year-old ZZ Could top guy who only his eyes could see above the cash register that was break. Was the cash register one of those kind of registers where the numbers like they flip around? You know, like a non-digital. I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't really looking at the cash register okay. too much, so I can't. Isn't even that a, like a slot machine or thing? Sort of a like kind of look like that. That wasn't <laughs> one of the craziest things going on in this. Well, store, I'm just so trying to get a general, total, pic- like clear picture of the image here. Mm-hmm. I was trying to not Same. make too much eye contact with the guy. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're trying to get out. Did you feel scared? Um, just uncomfortable, a, a deep bit. uncomfort. Really. Before wow. we could leave, the voice bellowed out <laughs> from behind that desk, uh-huh. uh, this bearded man, and he said, hey, because we were about to leave, he said, hey, <laughs> you only looked around the front room, we barely have anything in the front, you gotta go in the back, and in the garage, we got way more stuff back there. Way more shit in the garage, in the back, you gotta go through and, the back. Uh, and he did have a persuasive tone, mm-hmm. you can't where we no said, either. oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, great, uh, well, to go, let's go check that out, then, uh-huh. and so we went to the back, and yeah, they had some, some chains in oh. a box, a big box <laughs> of chains, 
So by the way, we definitely made oh the, the wrong move in the horror movie for sure. Like that is the moment that I normally am screaming at the TV. Like, why would you? Why would you go further? Why back? would you go? But I now back. understand. Right. There's just a sort of persuasiveness to right. when you're in a situation with somebody. There is just times when you're just gonna. You just do what you they just say. have to kind of do what they say. You know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you kind of go wow. with the flow a little. Oh you know? my god! I'm sitting here going, "Why did you do that?" <laughs> well, we well, had to. You know, plus have. you're thinking. Okay, the front room is like the decoy junk stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe some the gems. good stuff is in the back. Huh? It was maybe a huge it's true. place. It could be you true. Maybe it's a huge is... place. You must have some good stuff. But, I mean, um, no. that's interesting. No, just more chains. More chains. Wow. More. Although the garage was really dark, and maybe that's where the good stuff was. Oh yeah. my god! Zero lights on in the garage. Forget Basically, that. he was yeah. motioning for us to go into the, the dark the gr- garage that had zero lights in it. It's just like in another back room, Dude, fucking alleyway nuts. bullshit. It sounds like some freaking Texas Chainsaw. Definitely, I just wonder if we had stepped in there, if there would have been what set, would have off, set off some kind of trap that would have like closed a mechanism I from mean, the front door and just the sign would be removed instantly and then all of a sudden we'd be trapped and we buy we sell fucking shit. Or and then whatever. forget about the podcast. Right. No more. But this would be the, the no last. More podcast. You'd be doing this alone. You'd be like, well, I guess no, Dominic's I... gone and I don't know. I watched Swiss Army Man. It was fine i guess oh but yeah the, the man was then distracted by the woman who appeared mm-hmm. out of maybe, maybe that's why he didn't murder us and uh the woman what was she like just your, did she have a beard? she was uh anywhere from 20 to zero years younger than him <laughs> 20 to zero um but in a little bit better shape but still a little bit with with the dark circles on the Mm-hmm. The eyes and yeah, the kind of um, kind of just look like she's been grinding away in that store. Maybe. Right, she's been working hard. Uh-huh. Look, they've been working hard at we sell stuff. They buy shit. Whatever. So, would you event- say that, that was, was the your adventure highlight of the day <laughs> of the tour? <laughs> of the tour, mm, it's up there. You know what? It's up there. What about you, Alex? You got any? Uh, you got any fun like uh, highlights from the tour so far? Uh, I like the way of the road, um, <laughs> and uh, you know some of the stops that we. Get to make along the way. We went to uh, swimming in the Deschutes River. Oh, that's mm. true. That's true. That was, I enjoyed that a lot. That was really nice. Oh, wait. Nice. Was, Hello. You know, Highlight. Really Hanging with pumping. Katie Daisy and Eli. And Eli. Mm-hmm. Eli Lee. Eli. Who was on the last episode, if you listened to the last episode. We dis- dissected uh, the latest Game of Thrones episode, so definitely check that out. And by the way, Katie Daisy is the author of a kind of famous book called How to Be a Wildflower, which is mostly like illustrations of beautiful wildflower pictures, but with really um, like lovely and inspiring poetry in it and, and like words of wisdom. And their house was like super awesome. It was like a magical little fairyland. And that river that Alex Mm -hmm. is talking about runs right right outside their house. Trail right down to the Deschutes. That's right. That was a highlight for you. Oh yeah, we also watched Game of Thrones at their house. We watched Game of Thrones there. That was fun. Highlight. It's always oh yeah, and then we watched it again last night. They fucking watched it again. They just like we were in the hotel and it was there. It was just there. It was there over and over again. It's like how many? You know what? Watching it the second time was really helpful, to be honest. Oh, by the way, just to let the listeners know. Uh, I have some. Re- I want to rescind some of my words regarding oh, the last week's episode. This is a correction. Well, okay. Basically, I was. I was. Um, Should we say that what you're about to say is spoilers or what? 
I mean, uh, kind of, right? Sure, it's a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> People might not be too... Okay, sure. So if you haven't seen the episode... If you haven't episode, seen the newest episode of, of Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones don't listen. not just alive. Skip it, skip, no, just skip ahead a couple minutes. You know, it's totally okay. fine. You're fine. Keep on cruising. Anyway, uh, I just... I, I did kind of think more about it, and I've come to my senses and thought, okay, sure. They possibly could have discovered that this ship that was headed to, towards Dorne uh, might have contained some valuable people on it that I think perta- perhaps Euron's ship and his crew might have had the capability of like tracking down. However, I do think it's unlikely that the Dornish and uh, that the 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 girl the the Greyjoy girl who is going to assume the throne and and the Dornish woman would not have considered. The, pos- the very, very distinct possibility that Euron might have been out there lurking in- around the corner or like after them. Also, rewatching it for the second time, the scene where Daenerys and, and uh, Tyrion are, uh, are pretty much laying out their whole battle plan uh, really actually uh, like describes exactly what's going on and kind of like who's going where and who's with who. And I kind of just that I didn't really zero in on that part the first time around, but this time I realized. They didn't have the whole fleet with them. <laughs> the Greyjoy girl didn't have the the Greyjoy girl with the Dornish woman. She was being sent to accompany Dornish mom and the Sand Snakes back to Dorne to go get the Dornish army. It was an escort. It was an escort. They didn't have the whole fleet, so I don't think that that many ships got destroyed. People, okay? Uh, whoever else might have watched the episode might have caught that right away, but I, you know, it takes me a minute. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine, honestly. And I didn't understand any of that. Whatever. It's, it's I just wanted to bridge. clarify that for the hardcore fans out there. I'm I'm kind of okay with that whole sequence now. In terms of like the, the battle on the on the water. Alex, did we Alex, cut you off with any uh, fun other things from tour? Or do you want to chime in about the, the game? Oh, geez. We can't have another I'm episode sorry. on fucking Game of Thrones. This can't just turn into the episode eight it's of not. Game I of Thrones. I just want to know if you had any thoughts. Listen, I wanted to talk about... Something that happened the other day. Oh, sure. What? That um, (laughs) was just particularly memorable. (laughs) Okay. Um, We are driving from Seattle (laughs) out here to Pendleton, Oregon. And we had stopped for gas, but because (laughs) of the price of gas, we had barely put any gas Mm -hmm. in the tank, which... I didn't realize, and I was driving, um, not paying attention to the gas gauge, but we ran out of gas on the road, on the highway, and the gas pedal just, it's not, it's not doing anything, and it, it, it was only once the gas pedal wasn't responding that I realized we what had happened, yeah, and we, had, yeah. we were out of gas, um, and so I announced to the car. We're out of gas mm-hmm. as we're slowing down. And we're just kind of drifting. Hopefully we'll chug along to the next exit, but no. We don't make it that far. Mm-hmm. So I just pull off where there's still some shoulder and pull over and stop the car. And Within just zero minutes? It's no. The instant we stopped, Less. Anton... <laughs> Emerges from the back seat, and I can see him in the rearview mirror. Uh, he's, I mean, he just got out. I, he didn't say First what thought. he was doing. First thought. He just gets out, and 
and he's just is kind of shifting back and forth. He starts to lift his arms, and some cars are coming, and he starts waving. He's just like waving indiscriminately at every car that's coming by, and probably the fifth tr- <laughs> truck to go by pulls over, and I mean it's been thirty forty five seconds, and. <laughs> Now Anton is kind of a classic white like Ford sort of br- truck pulls just over. Getting into the a kind truck. that you'll least, never see again. At least a hundred feet in front of us. The kind that will just drive away and be on America's most wanted. No, and we barely like, had time to say well, what the hell is Anton doing? No, and yeah, and then Anton was running after the truck, and then I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell is he doing? Well, you were like on the phone, and like you, were, <laughs> no, you didn't the, even know that he was hitchhiking. I kind of like wasn't paying attention until he was getting in the car. I was like, wait, what is he doing? So I ran after him. Meanwhile, Alex screaming, "I have AAA!" <laughs> I have AAA! <laughs> and Alex. Alex is shooting a video of all this shit. And I, I, by the way, I rewatched the video later. It totally looked like one of these forensic file kind of videos of like the last scene of, mm-hmm. you know, milk carton. Unsolved head. mysteries. Dun, dun. Anyway, I get out to the car and I look in there and it was like a classic situation. Okay, this is like a ZZ Top looking guy with a fucking American flag hanging from the goddamn rear view mirror. Bald guy with a long beard. Bald guy with a long beard. And it was just mm-hmm. a little shiny. Uh-huh. And I was like, what are you doing? I have AAA. And Anton's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no. And the guy's like, we'll just be right back. <laughs> and I'm like, I, d- that sounds horrible, but I don't know why. But when he said that and I saw the look in his eyes, I thought, okay. <laughs> Seems <laughs> legit. It's kind of the same way that we no, felt I in just, that store. I you looked know? in his eyes and I thought, you know what? I'm going to trust you, even though I shouldn't. I think the theme here is that we keep getting in situations in which we could potentially die, and then we make the wrong choices that we see in the movies that we think are the wrong choice from an outside perspective. However, in the moment, it just feels well, right. Well, maybe you know? they were actually decent people. And then in the end, thank God, <laughs> even though the entire time Anton was gone, I was like, oh my fucking God, if, he, if anything happens to him, I am going to fucking die, you know? <laughs> And he came back safe and sound within less than 10 minutes. And <laughs> the guy was just a nice, bald guy with a beard with a fucking American flag hanging from mm. his rear mirror or whatever. Mm. And he happened to be a bass player at one time in his life. Mm. And so he happened to feel a sense of, you know, kind of... So what did we learn? Camaraderie. And he didn't want anything. He just wanted no, to help. No, he just wanted to help. What is yeah, this? Thanks. Is this like a don't judge a book by its cover kind of lesson or what? No, um, it's more of like a trust your instincts. <laughs> Because uh-huh. I realized when I saw the guy, I think my instincts told me, okay, this guy, I think he's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was expressing my fear, I think, pretty mm-hmm. clearly to Anton and in front of the guy. Mm-hmm. And when the guy looked at me in the eye and he was like, well, we'll just be right back. <laughs> I looked at him and it, I saw or that he was... was it kind was, of more of like a, we'll just be right back? Well, if he would have been like that, I would have been like, Anton, you can't go. Okay, okay. You know, but I, I like the minute he said that, I was like, well, okay. Okay, but now psychopaths be can soon. be pretty good at being a convincing they nice guy. But for whatever reason, my gut instinct felt like I could trust this person for mm-hmm. some reason. And mm-hmm. I think that ultimately that's all you have to go on. So would you have gone in that car? Hell no. <laughs> no. I, well, would I have gone in the car yeah. alone? Yes. No, never. No. Mm-hmm. I would never even try to hitchhike alone, of course. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done what Anton. Anton's mm-hmm. crazy. He's off his rocker. It was a little crazy. I was just like, what the fuck? Crazy fun, I mean, not to, me. not to mention the fact that right before that, we had just been in like some kind of crazy Walmart around the corner that was full of all kinds of stuff. There's been a lot of Walmart experiences on I this mean, trip. I mean, yeah. We but don't I, like Walmart, but... 
<laughs> when you're on the road, sometimes it's all you got. And uh, it was intense, okay? All kinds of situations up in that shit. Mm-hmm. I think we uh, better move on to our main topic here. Fair enough. Uh, so Swiss Army Man, 2016. Ah, yes. Film mm-hmm. uh, distributed by the ever-present A24 that has been home of many films that have been on this podcast, such as, actually, I can't remember any right now. What was the A24 movie that we did? It came at night. It, ca- it, it came at night, it uh-huh, came. indeed. Green. Others, a Green Room, Green Room, another great film. And yeah, The Witch, another all great films, all great films. What do you think about that, Laura? What, uh, what was that one? She right Marnie. past it. Get Out, I don't Get think it's A24. Oh, Colossal. Really? Colossal, not A twenty four. Not good. Also, not good. I, I, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Go back and listen to that one. Alex is also on that one. <laughs> Anyways, uh, written and directed by uh, Swiss Army Man is written and directed by Daniels, which is two people named Daniel, uh, Dan Quan and Dan Daniel Scheinert. 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 How do you say that? Scheinert. Shiner. Shiner. Anyways, two dudes named Daniels, um, and this is their directorial debut, um, though they have directed a bunch of, like, music videos and stuff like that. Um, What did you guys think of this film? I will say, just really quick, I have seen this movie once before, so this was, like, actually a few times, I think this is, like, the third, maybe fourth time I've seen this movie. Wow. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about it as the first time. I had never seen this movie before. I had, my expectations were, I knew that it had Daniel Radcliffe in it, and there was some kind of um, dead body thing. I was imagining, yeah, a little bit of a weekend at Bernie's um, situation, and I think that expectation was fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a movie that took it there was a lot of sadness and this movie turned it pretty funny and, mm-hmm. and jokey and probably the most farts per capita of mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. movie period mm-hmm. what did you think what did you what did you like the movie <laughs> let's just get it out there Yes, I no, liked, you liked it. it. I, I like a lot of movies. All right, well, good. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you like the movie. Every what? time I like a movie, you guys hate it. Well, that's not always true. Not always true. Only on this podcast. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> um, Laura, what did what did you think about this movie? Can't say I liked it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I knew it. Here I mean, go. to Here be honest, go. I didn't know much about it either going into it. I knew there was some kind of dead body and some kind of fart situation. You knew I about even, the farts? I did. You had oh. told me a little no, bit. No, I don't that. think I would I would never Somebody tell you did. That. And that, well, just I kind of well, forgot about that, that until we started watching it and then I was like, Oh yeah, I heard about this farting dead body. I don't even like fart jokes, but Well, this, I love fart jokes, but I didn't this like kind of nailed it. Oh, I didn't I think thought, so. Mm, I thought I love I, I felt like it kind of pulverized it a little bit. No. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. No. Incorrect. I just, I, for me, it was just really cheesy. A cheesy movie. Mm-hmm. So you just didn't like it? <laughs> and it was boring. Well, cheesy. <laughs> cheesy and boring. Cheesy in what yeah, way? Sorry. It just was the way that they conveyed their jokes and everything. It was just like not my style. <laughs> sorry, 
he's like, I suspected this would happen. I suspected I that just, we'd have I'm another situation. I'm feeling like now for A24, their movies are, the scales are starting oh, to tip. Oh, okay. I like that they bring you in, that you as audience are given this, you know, kind of madman teetering on the brink of death's perspective. Uh, it just felt like a very twee version of, of a madman. It's, it's demented. Um, yeah. It's funny. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But <laughs> how do you it, like, know? Well, because I can, I see that in the movie. I see how one could think that this movie is cheesy or boring. Uh, yeah. But I just totally disagree with that. I just like, uh-huh. I don't think it's cheesy or boring. I think there are aspects of it that could be perceived as both of those things. But for me, it doesn't, it doesn't affect kind of like the bottom line for me, which is that I think it's an extremely creative film. And has it's like creative. lots of, I'll give you that. Lots of great ideas are in it. And I think a really unique film, like its form is very unique. And I think just the concept alone is very unique. And it's like, I think we should celebrate film. To me, I get really excited when I see a film that I feel like is really unlike a lot of films that I've seen before. And this film, to me, uh, is really just like doing its own thing. And it's like not necessarily predictable. Um, and there are elements in it that I just haven't seen in other movies, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh Ideas that, I mean, to me, it makes a lot of sense that these guys started as music video directors because how mm-hmm. I see this film is it's almost like a concept for a music video, except that it's a feature length film um, mm-hmm. in the sense of that it's like this kind of crazy wild idea um, that you might not think would like to me, a lot of music videos, I think about them as like you would think about a crazy idea but it wouldn't last a feature-length film, so let's just make it three or four minutes and it'll capture someone's attention for that length of time. Mm-hmm. To me, this film is kind of like that kind of thought process, mm. except that I felt like they were introducing ideas throughout the film that just constantly made it um, engaging the entire time, for me personally. Yeah, you know, I'm not surprised that these guys are used to doing music videos because it did read like a music video to me in a lot of ways, and I felt like... There was about a music video's length of time that I enjoyed the movie. Jeez. And four, like really? there was you only enjoyed four bits of me. Well, I would say that <laughs> probably towards like the last third of the movie or the last quarter of the movie, like the sequences where they kind of like where it reveals the kind of world that they create together and it starts to sort of un- unfold mm-hmm. the visual elements of their world. That part was like engaging for me because I was like, okay, here's some actual like tangible stuff here. It is a unique idea and it was creative and it's doing something that is not necessarily done very frequently in current filmmaking. And I really do appreciate and respect that people are being able to and allowed to like release movies on that basis. But uh, bottom line for me though is that I just didn't, I wasn't engaged. Like the minute they introduced like, uh, you know, the dead body character, I was like, oh man, this is going to be a weekend at Bernie's, I think. <laughs> and I don't like bit, that. <laughs> it was a little bit, it started off like, I don't want Castaway. Yeah, Castaway um, meets where, Weekend at Bernie's. Exactly. Harry Potter plays Wilson. Right, exactly. It's a Wilson goes into Weekend <laughs> at Burn. Yeah, I just, uh, I wasn't connecting with either of the characters, you know, like I didn't feel very connected to them. They didn't seem to pull me in in a way that made me care about them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there was just a kind of vacancy there again. Again, like I felt this with uh, the other movie. Uh, it, 
I don't know what it is about these movies. The you know they come at night or it comes it at comes night. At night. <laughs> it's just there's a kind of lacking in the. I don't know if it's the direction or that because I usually when you say really, these movies, you just mean modern films. No, because they're both a twenty four. So you're so you think that a twenty four is the issue here? Uh yeah. I mean, I don't know how else I can attri- like what else I can attribute it to because I've been feeling like this about the those all the movies that have been. So into the it, witch, except for the witch, and kind of green. Well, a little bit green room. Are you kidding me? You didn't like Green Room? I liked it, but I didn't love it. I haven't seen any of those movies. Oh, no. Green Room is actually you would no, love. No, but room. let me. But but also, um, what was I going to say? I love Daniel Radcliffe in general. I think he's an excellent, outstanding actor usually, but in this. <laughs> I didn't love him. I don't know what it was. It was like there was something really, it was just cheesy to me. I think it had to be the directing. It had to be the directing that was really losing me here. Because it was just the choices that were being made in terms of like the way they are expressing something. It was not cool to me. Mm-hmm. It thought it was really cool. It seemed like it thought it was doing something really cool, oh, cutting edge, but I just didn't like it. Actually, I totally dis- I totally disagree with that. I think that it was very self-aware of the fact that it's like a ridiculous film, and I think it's not taking itself seriously. I think all like the serious moments. Yeah, I thought to it was me- fun. Yeah, I thought all the serious moments to me were clearly not meant to be like sappy serious. They're like play. It's like they're aware that they're. That they're that that you're what what you're watching is ridiculous. Like you're watching dead body. I'm not talking about the serious sadness. I'm not talking about the serious. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the like comic relief moments and like like, well, just like whenever anything serious was happening, it would be like this fart happens and it was just supposed to pull you right out of it and be so funny and quirky. But it was like it just was. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't like it. I don't think the movie is like laugh out loud hilarious or anything, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I don't necessarily know if it's even really trying to be. Um, and if it was, then I guess it did fail at that. But I don't know. I just uh, I guess it was mostly just boring to me, <laughs> with some cool visuals. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the visuals are actually really cool and brilliant and super creative ideas throughout there's like tons of all these like little tiny gags that are on the screen for like a split second and um and are just like well thought out even though it's like gonna be for a a half a second on screen you know like when he's like teaching about life or whatever and he's like uh you know making a, a, a cardboard car that plows into him and then from your perspective of the screen like he falls over and dies or whatever mm-hmm. like and he's teaching about death or whatever or teaching about uh just whatever just all these things i just felt like there was so many constantly creative interesting and sometimes funny ideas that were going on uh and tons of really cool practical effects too mm-hmm. i think that's like a big draw for me in this movie that i realized this time watching it um is i just am a real sucker for some fun practical effect kind of shit mm-hmm. stuff that really feels like they just wow they like set all this shit up and they just did it you know they they knocked down the dominoes in a sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they do things that are not possible mm-hmm. in real life it's like slightly fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. magical uh, kind of realism i mean and it gives you that pretty hard right at the beginning mm-hmm. where um he is, you know, like jet skiing on a farty dead body, jet skiing a corpse mm-hmm. um, to another land. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I just think that's funny. See, I, like, think that's I just think funny. that sort of thing is not like that's supposed to be really funny, but it's for some reason to me that kind of idea just like isn't funny. You know what I mean? A it's, jet skiing on a dead body. It's tone yeah. setting. It's no, tone it's like setting. oh, they're gonna jet ski on a farting dead body. That's hilarious. Like it can see how it's supposed to be funny, but yet just not. It just doesn't make me laugh. I don't know. It just seemed too like like trying too hard or something like that or i don't know what it is i can't explain it It just i usually really appreciate good fart joke like i'm all about that kind of thing usually i just don't it just this for some reason it did not hit it uh, it didn't hit it for me you know what i mean but it wasn't merely a, a joke it was really i mean that was so early on that was like tone setting mm-hmm. and letting you know that some crazy stuff is going to happen you know this is going to take some Twists and turns it's not all that you're not going to see coming because mm-hmm. of the physical impossibilities of these things, mm-hmm. um, and it leaves for me. It leaves just as audience, you know, leaves me wondering, like, is this just in the imagination of the protagonist? Are sure. we just seeing it all from his perspective? Is this really happening? Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie kind of was giving us a little bit of the fantasy inside his mind, but then also you had to wonder and just kind of think about where does it end. Um, And eventually they show you that it wasn't all just his perspective it wasn't just all his imagination mm-hmm. well uh, uh let's save that for spoiler or well, actually why don't we just say right now that uh we're gonna start talking about spoilers so if you care about spoilers turn off the podcast anyways go on um that wasn't all just in his head well at the end it mm-hmm. it goes to show you because they show the corpse just jet skiing away um in front of all these people and on camera uh-huh right uh, so then it kind of, <laughs> at that moment at the end then forces you to kind of reevaluate everything that happened in the movie. Because as we're watching it, I'm thinking, okay, is he really using the guy's body as a gun to, you know, blow the heads off of animals um, and to shoot fish in a stream? Mm-hmm. Um Mm-hmm. Did he really launch like a rocket with a flaming fart um, up to the treetops to uh-huh. see a distant city? Um, and as it was going down, I just assumed that was, you know, the dying madman's uh, hallucinations. You know, hallucinations. Um, mm-hmm. But then maybe it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be real. Or uh, you just don't really know. I think it's just like left in this kind of vague terms and it's like mad. Just the whole tone of the whole film is like mad. And that, and that was a fun thing. And you me. like that, yeah. I like, uh-huh. I like that. I like it too. I, I think I, I, I liked that. I, I think Laura's shaking her head over there. No, I'm not if shaking the my corpse, head. I'm saying If the corpse right did on. not I'm jet ski away it. at the end, it would have been more sad. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know like what the point of this movie is really, and I don't know. If I, again, I don't know if I care. <laughs> Entertainment. And yeah, I guess creative, it was just, but it was creative uses of of like filming techniques and 
uh, yeah, exactly. Creative storytelling and um, the moment when the filmmakers <laughs> demonstrated that they don't give a fuck was also at the end when the corpse is laying motionless on the beach, and you know the our protagonist is you know he's like just he's he's been trying to revive him uh, the corpse. And nothing is working, and the police come over, and they're about to take him away. Uh, like, this guy's so crazy. He's, like, messing with this corpse. we got to get him off the beach. And as they're walking him away, the corpse starts writhing and farting again. And, and our main guy, he looks back, and he sees the corpse writhing, and then he looks to his long-lost dad, uh, who's been all gruff up until this point, but the dad sees the farting body and looks at his son, and he gives him this like knowing, <laughs> approving nod, like yeah. I actually like smirk. that part. Yeah, you're the right. Smirk. He's you're like, like well, he's like, well, I'll be damned. Yeah, that, that so body funny. does so fart funny. a lot. I love that. Like, <laughs> it, it's fun. It's like funny. It's not like laugh out loud funny, but it's like funny in this in this odd way to me that I really like. Like the tone of this movie to me, I just it really appeals to me. I guess uh-huh. it's like. There's this strangeness to it that I just I really appreciate because I just feel like I don't see that in many movies. I feel like I feel like you're saying that you that you 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 feel this tone in a lot of things, but for me, I actually feel the exact opposite, and that's why I'm attracted to this movie because it's like feel what tone in a lot of things. Well, I thought you were saying that you feel like the tone of this movie is like occupying this thing that you don't like about a lot of these A24 movies or whatever. Oh yeah, I guess there it's like an emptiness or something. Like it's a vacant attempt at being like creative and spontaneous and so fun. you think that this wasn't a creative film no i do i think there were creative ideas throughout it and that there were it was like basically a big like like bowl of ideas but that didn't seem to have any real depth to them for me i do agree like it was just kind of empty after at the end of the day like it was there's almost no character development whatsoever that's probably what it is and i think that for me i need that character development exactly that's because what even keeps at me at the engaged. beginning we get plopped into this guy's suicide attempt and we know nothing about him i mean you know what i think you hit the nail on the head with that it's the character development and that's what is engaging to me on all front like in every movie that i like there is that element. It doesn't have to have a story. It doesn't have to have... If there's a character that I can connect to... We don't even know how he got onto the island or... And that doesn't matter to me, actually. It's not about the plot. It's just about really get, getting into this character and their journey, their growth. And I don't know. I guess there is kind of some I kind of growth some, happening there. I think but there's some character development. I, I would agree that there's not a ton. I don't think... It's just... There's not... The characters just felt generally kind of empty to me. Well, characters, I mean, really, there's just two characters in this movie, and yeah. one of them well, is exactly. like a, a kind of, in a way, like a blank slate, you know? It's like an amnesiatic. Right. So I yeah. think really we're just talking so about one, one character. character. But there you go. So one of them is just this empty, dead body, really, literally, in, a, in many sense, in many ways. <laughs> right. So really, the really only character changes. that you're talking about is Paul Dano's character, the main character. I know, but it's like we're forced to have to try to engage with two characters, okay? Because the other Harry Potter guys on screen half the time, too. Yes. And him, I'm unconnected to at all costs, like totally unconnected to, okay? So he's just like the Weekend at Bernie guy who I'm like, oh, man, we're going to have to deal with a dead guy. 
Okay, and then there's Paul Dano's character, who I want to connect to. I'm trying to connect to because I really like Paul Dano. Uh But his character is like this cheesy coming, like phony version of like the character that he's trying to play, I felt like. You know, like this person who's, you know, this depressed, angsty, like post-teenage suicidal character who's trying to find meaning in life. But I've seen this character portrayed so much better in other movies this one was just not doing it for me. You know what I mean? And like, and there was just no, yeah, there just wasn't much depth to the the stuff that he was saying and the revelations that were being made in the movie were just all just, it was like a fart basically to me, <laughs> basically like a literal fart. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of just came out and didn't really mean shit. Just a and yet it, it, seemed, it seemed like maybe it was supposed to mean something or maybe it didn't care if it meant anything, I but that, that just made me not care about it. You know what? Okay, you know why it didn't seem that fun to me? Is like, even though they're doing stuff that should be considered fun, like they're on this island, they have this adventure, blah, blah, blah. It's because there's no connection for me that makes it not fun. What's fun for me is the connecting with the person that I'm with doing these activities with. That's what's fun for me in life and in movies. And in this movie, even though they're doing all this crazy shit, it doesn't feel like it means anything or has any real substance because there's no... There is no connection there. It's like I totally hear everything you're saying, and it's not even like I disagree with you. It's more just like these things didn't, they weren't like issues enough for me to make it, to for me to see it as like a bad movie because of those things, because I see so many other positives about the movie. Oh. I, I myself don't think that it's a perfect film either. I do have some issues with it. I think some of the dialogue is cheesy. I think sometimes the tone is like stupid for like probably not intentional purposes. Um, And I think, you know, there's maybe it's trying to tell a too complicated story for how like ridiculous it is, you know, just in the sense. I think like the final act goes on a little too long. I think it kind of feels like there's two or three different end points and it it just kind of goes like it's like. I, it's it's weird because I can actually lift list off the, a lot of things about this movie that I think I could not like it for, but ultimately it still just kind of like wins me over because I love the creative uses of filmmaking. I love the creative storytelling. I love. Uh, I actually do like uh, Daniel Radcliffe's performance as a dead guy. I think it's pretty it's pretty good. Oops, did I say Daniel Radcliffe talking about him the whole time? I meant. <laughs> Huh? Not, not Daniel Radcliffe. What's the other guy? Paul, Paul Dano. Dano. Paul Dano plays the alive I didn't dude. mean to say I loved him. The whole time I was talking about Daniel Radcliffe and how I love him, I meant to say Paul Dano. <laughs> I love uh, I Paul Dano. I love I Paul Dano. I, I don't even know who that guy is. Oh, he's in like There Will Be Blood and like Little Miss Sunshine and just a ton of stuff. Anton's mm. rolling over in his sleep right now because we're being loud. Anyway, I love Paul Dano. I think he's a very compelling actor, mm-hmm. but I felt like in this, I didn't believe him. That's who I meant to be talking about the whole time, by the way. Um, but by the way, I just want to like correct one thing, or I don't know, the implication that you made on your last statement, which is that you were essentially saying that I was saying this was a bad movie, and I don't think that it was a bad movie. I just didn't like it, that's all. <laughs> so you think it was a good movie that you didn't like? I thought it was well... I thought it was... There were I thought that there were things about the filmmaking, I guess, in a certain technical sense that were good. Yes, and there They're were creative technical. But... There were creative things, mm-hmm. and yes, there were things that easily people I could see how could they could be completely compelled to continue watching and and be engaged. But for me, I just didn't connect. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. I I can get behind that. 
<laughs> All right, we should probably leave it there. Um, this has been totally tell me. We post new episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you dig it, share it with a friend, subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes. Uh, helps us get the word out. Our intro and outro music is by Laura and Anton. And thanks to Alex, of course. Thanks for having me on the show. It was not a problem at all. You were uh, sleeping. I was right here. Anyway. Right, right here. It's uh, no big deal. Uh, it's, it's true. I... It's pretty hard to book you today, <laughs> uh, but I'm glad we can get you on this. Um, you know, we'll get you on another time. You know, maybe, maybe. I mean, never I'm see a, you. So I'm a busy guy. Right. We'll see. <laughs> you, you got shows to play. I mean, I get it. Um, and uh, that's it. I guess. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me.